parking. We're on location. They let us in. Where well, they I? let me in. I feel like I time warp. <laughs> where are we? Look at our set. This where is are, awesome. Where are we? Woo! Mod Squad was let Earth. out their studio, and now we are at Stewart Title. We are on location, and we're live. How are you, Nick? Where are we? <laughs> where? Thank you for giving me your chair. What country are we in? I like to be at we're the We're far away the from Chicago, aren't we? Dude, we're in Naperville. Naperville. Do you know how long it took me to get here? For those of you that don't know to watch the show, Naperville is about a good solid 45 minutes with very little traffic away from the city of Chicago. But it is a this very is... beautiful suburb and one of the most affluent and... Acknowledged, acknowledged <laughs> and popular drinking. suburbs of Illinois. What, right? what, what's what's so hot about Naperville? Naperville, I, I believe, yeah, was... Yeah, I don't care to know what you think about it because you're not the realtor from this area that's going to convey all that no, information. You didn't. No, you didn't just cut me off like that. I bet you can't even say your name right. <laughs> oh. There we go. You could go ahead and oh do it. Now it's on you. I got it. Though. Hey, Mo. What's going on? They let you out, too? They let you in, too? I did. I found Nick wandering around in the parking lot not knowing Was he crying? Completely he lost. just completely lost. But we, Mike, snuck, we snuck him in here. Yeah, stop relaxing because yeah. this is not like the lounging studios. Mo, I mean, Mo wants to do the show like this. Mo's like, what? <laughs> We're on location. I had to jack the seat really far up because they couldn't see me on the, uh, we call on the screen. The, don't do that. Technical issues. Don't, no, Tech this support. is your perfect height. Yeah. Tech support. <laughs> no, my chair is not raised up. It's mm. perfect. I feel like we can spill things in here, though, because in the studio, you can't spill anything. No, you can't. On, definitely we'll not find spill out. anything. I feel, I feel like left I out, though. Everyone's got... Drink drinks and more importantly let's i'm important talk about the lovely lady in the room not Thank you, you. Not oh you, my obviously. god i love you too not you obviously all right you want ahead. to introduce our guest? no i want you to do no it. i want you to do i'm so sorry for cutting you off <laughs> i have a card you okay. dork. <laughs> we are on location at Stuart title it's inaugural it's ribbon cutting and we are at the mod squad family and so we thought we'd come out and say um hello to our friends at Stuart title and of course they invited a guest, and I'm going to say your first name because I'm going to totally ruin your your last name. What Cindy Lou. You know what? I'm going to try this. Soderstrom. 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 Like it. <laughs> it's Cindy like Lou it? Soderstrom. Hey, from Cindy from Naperville. Hi. She's not from Naperville. So what? We're in Naperville, so she's going to be from Naperville. We're all from Naperville now. Cindy Soderstrom. Yeah. Yes. Cindy Lou Soderstrom, by the way, is from Remax Signature. Is that which your is, sexy voice? Which is from... Hinsdale, Illinois. Is that correct. where your your offices are located, right? Yes, Hinsdale's? that's correct. Hinsdale. Did you say Hinsdale? I said Hinsdale. Oh. I feel like his sexy voice is when he gets closer to the mic. He doesn't change his voice, but I feel like as you get closer, you get a sexy voice. It's my Barry White. <laughs> working? It's my Barry White thing. We cannot bring city people into the suburbs because you guys do not know how to act. <laughs> Everybody's wearing sweaters today because it's a little chill in the Chai area. We're still in Chicago. We're not in Chicago anymore. I feel lost. Somebody get me a GPS. <laughs> Cindy, how yes. are you? Thank you for I'm joining terrific. us. Thank you. Thank you so much for letting me be here. Oh wow, look at that. Nick's got that whole like let her be here. You're always invited into the awesome. mod squad room in the mod studio. Woo! Yeah, right. if you're good, you get to make it to the market overdrive. That's the way it works. Sweet. We still don't know what Carla's doing here, but you are obviously invited because you have the credentials to be here. So tell us a little bit about yourself, how long you've been doing it. Oh, awesome. okay. I would love to. So, uh, Cindy Lou, who over here, Cindy Lou. Uh, reporting in as your strategic home sales expert. Strategic home sales strategic expert. Strategic wow. home. That's, that's, a, that's a new that's title. Great. Okay. That's a mouthful, huh? And how long have you been a strategic home sales expert? Years. 
for years. Well, can, can we get like Nick a number between specifically Why three, are you going to do that to her? Three, She's a lady. Like, three she doesn't want to get experience? into age and experience. But, it's okay. But I have a super huge background in consulting with short sales, oh. foreclosures, okay. Dean Lou, all that fun stuff that is hopefully coming to an end. But Cindy, you're not okay. seeing an end to that in here in Naperville? Um, in Naperville, yes. Okay. Yes, but I need my good friends at Stuart Title mm-hmm. because we work very closely together with the different tools that they provide for me so that I can do my job more efficiently. And they, we, well, we work together hand-in-hand hand as we get towards that closing process. So the, the really cool tools that they allow me to use um, helps me do my job way better. And any of you agents out there who may be listening, get a hold of your Stuart Title rep. Carmen. We love Carmen. She's we amazing. love Carmen. And she's tell me so a little good. bit more about what you're doing with these short sales. I didn't realize that there was opportunities in Naperville. I mean, anybody who's listening that's an investor is always looking for that next that's true. big thing. That's true. But most importantly is folks are still in trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, either they have had some kind of a, an arm, a 5-1 arm, a HELOC. Something is coming due with all the notes that they wrote back uh, five, six years ago. And it's just enough of a bump. Or it's a it's a complicated process or pro- program problem for for these folks, and so because of that, um, we have found a very very streamlined system to doing what we do. So anyone who is in trouble with a HELOC or they're in trouble with uh, their mortgage, uh, they've had some kind of issue. May, maybe it's divorce. Maybe it's uh, they've served in the military and they've had some kind of financial setback, illness. Uh, early retirement. There's all kinds of stuff that's still going on that's causing people to have financial trouble. So um, our process, because we have been doing that process for over nine years, um, and then uh, um, uh, I guess I should say we have streamlined what we do. So our typical turnaround time is anywhere from four to six weeks to get approval. And wow, they're coming fast. fast. Yep. That's pretty good. What are yeah. your thoughts on that? What, so, when you do yours? Yeah, we do a lot of foreclosure defense work on the legal side. Uh-huh. So I've been doing it for since 2009 when it was really hot. Mm-hmm. And I do think the foreclosures have slowed down quite a bit yep. mm-hmm. um, yep. from the heyday of you know 2008 through 12. But she's correct. A lot of times these things take years before they get to a short sale process. So even somebody who went into foreclosure in 2013 or 14 may have just been defending along and now they're at the end of their foreclosure case and looking to do a short sale. So I would tell anybody, if you're doing a short sale or trying to do loss mitigation, we call it, in a situation where you might be in foreclosure or behind on your loan, you got to get somebody who knows what they're doing because there's so many little details that if you goof up, it can either really slow down the process speed up the process and lessen the amount of time you have in your home or it can cost you a lot of money in the long run somebody's doing a short sale but they're not speaking to your second lender or they're doing a short sale and they fail but then they don't do anything else and you get a deficiency judgment against you that's personal so it's awesome that you guys know what you're doing because a lot of agents just say, hey, I'm going to go ahead and represent somebody on a short sale or foreclosure, but they've had no experience. And when we get it at the law firm, we're like, listen, you got to talk to somebody that knows what they're doing. Correct. Yeah. Great that you know what you're doing. Thanks. I know, Carla, you uh, you have a lot of experience with them. We've had a lot of great luck with Carla as well. 
um, on short sales and foreclosures. Well, look at that. We come all the way to Naperville and we're talking about short sales. That's the fun <laughs> part about being on location. We don't have a topic today, but it's just Q&A with our local realtor experts. And Cindy today is talking about short sales. It's really interesting that, you know, it's not necessarily um, like job growth or unemployment rates. It's more of like lifestyle situations that happen and affects people that is causing these short sales. So great opportunity out here that I'm guessing then, Cindy, for investors. How long are these properties staying on the market you're um, seeing? Those typically, well, let me back up real quick and just say that when we sit down with a potential client, we do a complete review to be sure that that's the right solution. Sometimes people will um, b- think that that's the, the knee-jerk reaction, but if we can find another solution for them to save their home or for them to exit out of their home without doing the short sale, we will do that. Um, but it comes from what is causing the hardship. Sometimes I just have to tell people, I hate to say this, but you're going to have to cancel your super NFL you know, dish package. No way. Oh, wow. you're, I know, <laughs> I know. You are not getting red zone out of me. You know, gonna... But, you know, I you know, I deal with people who are paying like $650 a month for cable. I'm like, you got, uh, mm-hmm. no, don't do that. <laughs> Something's got to so, go. Nick, you know. If you're in th- financial hardship, you cannot <laughs> keep your TV. You cannot keep your cable. You cannot keep anything. You know, that's, I, I wanted to bring up another question, though, and, and that's, you know, when we're going through 2009, 10, 11, like most said, even up to 13 and 14, it was still a very popular tool. Um, you had a situation where because values were not going up, they were actually going down in 2009 Correct. and 10. Correct. Many people were enticed to walk away, even if they could technically even afford it. There was what people know as a strategic default in some cases where they're underwater by so much, they still didn't want to hold on to the house. Not that that's necessarily the coolest thing to do, but people were doing it. Let's face yeah, it. Yeah, but you got to so tidy up your business. My 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 question is though, with with at one point, economy did play a factor in all this. People were losing their jobs. It was Correct. the worst. Mm-hmm. We had the most highest unemployment rate ever at yep. one point. Not ever, but in mm-hmm. quite some time at one point. And what you did see is once houses started to appreciate, these became less popular. Also, I, w- I would I would tell you guys on the legal side in that 2009 through 12 era, banks knew that home prices are dropping, so right. they thought to themselves, "Let me short sale right now because I'm getting out of something while it's the market's tumbling." So if some attorney comes and defends this thing for three years, we don't know what we're going to sell for in three years when we get possession. So the idea of giving somebody a deal was more incentivized for the bank. The other thing was deficiency judgment. So let's say you fail and you end up at the end of a foreclosure. There's two ways that you're going to get a deficiency judgment. One is in rem, meaning they just take the property and they're not coming after you personally. Two is in personam. So whatever you owe the bank, different from what they've sold, inclusive of all the fees and interest, they can come after you personally. 2009 through 12, a lot of times they didn't come after people for personal deficiency judgments. So they did those strategic defaults. Now, 90% of them, they're coming after you for those personal deficiency judgments. So I tell people, you got to strategize a little bit differently than you did then. And yeah, the markets are going up. So it's different. People were walking away from bad investments saying, I'm just going to walk away because the worst that they're going to do is get a judgment against the property, not against me personally. And it was a smart thing at that point. But has... The economy got better also. Oh, much better. By the time 13 and 14 rolled around, things were starting to improve. The real estate market definitely got better. You started seeing the word appreciation again right around 2012. <laughs> it wasn't huge, 
but it was there. And I should say 13 is when we started to really see some nice appreciation on, on yeah. these properties. But last but not least, you take away a tool, which was the relocation fee of $10,000. For those people that were on the water, on the cusp of being underwater, not having a hard time affording, maybe they can, maybe they can't. You know, that 10000 was somewhat of an incentive for them to just walk away and go cheaper. Now that that's gone, it's even less popular. So you combine appreciation values going up. It's easier to sell a house than ever, well, in recent years. Um, and you don't have much of an incentive to do a short sale, which is why the market's probably slowing down as well. It's slowing down. I, I but do the short sale market that. is not the real estate market. Oh, no, no, no. Right, right, right. You know, it is, it, it is slowing down. I mean, we were, we were buried with work. I mm-hmm. mean, people were crawling out of the woodwork all over the place. Um, but I think now um, when you look at what's happening, and I think you're right when you talk about, you know, what the bank's strategic position is, and we look at what the bank looks at, and what they're looking at are numbers on paper. What column are you going to fall into when they, at the end, now here we are in the fourth quarter, at the end of the month, at the end of the year, where are you? What, what is your loan doing in performance? And then, of course, where, where do you fall? What column? Deed and lieu, short sale, foreclosure, which is it? All of the right. above. Yeah, well, <laughs> of course it is. You know, I mean, but, but that's what happens. Um, what I really see is a lot of those 80-20 loans where you had 80% of uh, loan value plus then they tacked on that HELOC so you were leveraged 100, 110% of the value. It's Let me interrupt you one quick second. So Nick, for people who don't understand what a HELOC is, can you, because you're the lender on the show, can you explain <clears throat> what it is? Home equity line of credit is what it stands for. So yeah. if someone goes and they want to maybe fix the roof of their home and then they decide to cash into the equity of their home, they're going to get a line of credit against that asset? Right. And typically those lines of credit are variable rates. So you know, maybe you bought it, you took out the HELOC when the rate, uh, prime rate was really low, um, and then over the years it's gone up, which is one reason people um, have a tendency, to, their finances get away from them. Or as she mentioned earlier, the most common one was the, f- the first mortgages being on short-term loans, two-year fix, three-year fix, that was kind of the 05, 06 subprime era, uh, or five-year arms even. Right. And once those all started to adjust or they came to, you know, they came home the roost, if you will. You had people that were not able to refinance because their houses weren't worth right. the loans they had now. So mm-hmm. now their payments are skyrocketing. Correct. And, and, you know, that's really where the snowball started. Right. So the big takeaway today is um, not the fact that we're seeing, you know, financial har- hardship overall, but it's just this lifestyle, right? So if you find yourself in maybe you are going through, you know, health issues and you have a, a ton of bills and or you're unemployed and you can't pay these because they're due and you can't refinance because um, you don't have the income to justify that refi, then you're going to find yourself in this in these kind type of circumstances. So they are happening and there are opportunities. Um, where would you say the most of your inventory is that's, uh, that's available for people who are looking from, invest- from an investment perspective? From an investment perspective, it's still back in the city. That's okay. where all of that is, and there's there's so much. See, let's go inventory. home. Let's know, go. Right? All right, ready? Wrap it up. There you go. <laughs> we came. We conquered. We came. We figured out. It's still efficient. The city's better than the suburbs. <laughs> Don't say that because they're going to kick we're, us out. We're kidding. I'm a, I actually yeah. live in the suburbs, so I'm just. Oh, oh, I live yeah, in Oakbrook, so it's okay. Okay, okay. Hey, so, Nick. Yeah. So because yeah. we're going to be doing this kind of rotation thing, we got a ton of uh, agents visiting Stewart Title because it's their grand opening. So it's like a party here. Um, we're not going to take all of your time, Cindy. But Thank you. Cindy is going to be um, taken off, and we're going to have someone else sit in her spot. Do you have a question for her, Bibi? <laughs> a nitro a question. question for her? I have, I have a question for you. No, don't oh. do that. What's your middle name? 
Cindy Louie. Oh, Lou, Lou. you got it. Louise. She Louise. remembers. She, she can help. help. You can give her some more champagne. Please, cheers. Yeah. We're cheering. Is that your second glass? <laughs> no. She's on a roll. You know, We're my like mom watches this show, in. right? So, no, I'm not drinking. I'm not drinking and driving later. Um, People would have thought it would be me doing that. But, no. <laughs> so, pleasure to meet you. Oh, it's awesome so to come in and hang out in Naperville at the Stewart Title office. Right, right. Um, so, if anyone wanted to get a hold of you, Cindy, where can we find you? You can find me. Uh, well, do you just want my phone number? Should I just give out my phone number? Whatever you want. Right on. Your okay. Email address, oh. phone yeah, number, yeah. address. Um, well, I'm in Hinsdale. Okay, well. At okay. 22 North Lincoln, Remax Signature Homes. My phone number, for any of you who are in trouble and need just to sit down and talk, um, 708-288-2098. Call me. It. Social security number? <laughs> <laughs> And she meant mortgage five trouble, five not five if you're five having five trouble five in general. Five five five. <laughs> Anything, for any reason. Cindy, love you. Thank you so Thanks much so for joining much. us. Thanks Go ahead and enjoy your cocktails. Oh, we have a ton oh, of those. Thank you. Thank you we so much. do have Grocco in the studio. You guys can't see him, but he's in behind the scenes. Grocco, come and say hi. Yeah, Grocco, you he's can come, he, come he, around come me. Sit with me. Come sit with me. Come sit on Moe's lap. We can't see you, dude. It's all good. But the Moz Squad is out on location. It's our first time ever. Can you believe that? Nick, no one wanted to give us an uh, invitation because they knew you were co- you were gonna come along. You can blame me all you want. Oh, she's drinking. You're the one drinking and struggling right so now. So as I drink, totally I'm gonna start telling the truth. The truth comes out. What Only else? in drunks and babies, and I don't know which one you are right now. So let's just go from there. How was your drive here, Mo? It was quick. It actually we had no traffic. I was assuming we'd have a ton of traffic, so. I got here pretty early. You know what? For now on, we're just going to be giving out traffic news and letting everybody know what's going on with uh, how to get from Chicago to Naperville. What are you two doing? We got to get Grocco on screen. Our uh, our female viewership will blow up if we can get him on screen. Handsome Grocco. Let introduce our next guest. <laughs> yeah, let him let him do the introduction. Hi, Sheena. Hi, oh my God. The only reason I would ever travel all the way really? from Chicago. Honey, it was long. It was How long did it take me? Like 45 to an hour to get here. Okay. I will travel the same for you, though. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm sorry. As always, like, stunning, gorgeous, beautiful. Have what else get can I say? for the day. We have IAR after this, or Illinois Realtors is now what they call it. So Yes, I've heard. Great she's job. She's wearing her Remax blue. I am. I'm not with Remax anymore. Oh my lord! You're not. She's still no. I'm just. You know, Sheena Baker. <laughs> Sheena Baker is a brand in her, in her own right. So wherever she, she is. is, she is. Oh, thank She's still you. Sheena Baker. But I thought you were still a Remax. I apologize. Nope. June. Where, where do you work now? Caremark Realty Group. Caremark Realty Group. Yep. Okay. Small boutique brokerage. We're out of West Chicago, but I live, of course, 15 minutes from here in, in right. Aurora. There you go. Yeah. Hmm. I love it. So tell us a little bit more about what's happening in your market. Oh, our market inventory, of course, is slowing down just like everyone else um, right now. So it's have buyers. I work with mainly buyers, and we're having a hard time finding exactly what they want right now. So Because there's nothing to find. Exactly, yeah. Everyone's got the same complaint forever. I think across the Plenty board, of people want everybody. To buy a house, not enough people selling a house. Exactly, and, and then you and, have, and that's the million dollar question: When is everyone going to finally get off their ass and say, like, "All right, we'll sell our house now"? I know. Is well, it is it still really the situation where too many people are overextended from their two thousand five debt and they just haven't hit that sweet spot of equity where it's worth it? No, I don't necessarily think that's. I think it's comfort, right? Because the mm. interest rates are so low, people refinancing, they they cashed in on these amazing interest rates, so their carrying costs is so low. Yeah, but when do you sell a house? 
Well, no one needs to right carry now. Carry costs are low for anyone anywhere. You can buy a house and you still have low carry No, costs. statistically, if you read any of the newspapers around, what they're saying in the industry news is that people are happy where they are. They don't need to sell. And besides, they, they're not seeing a huge, there's not a ton of equity for everybody. And you have baby boomers who are very comfortable where they are and they don't need to sell. Besides, a lot of people have moved in with them. Do you know what motivates someone to sell something? Urgency. Profit. Good profit. Clearly, they're not seeing enough of it, which is why their house is not going on the market. Nope. And the properties that were bought when... I could get anybody to move if I give them enough money. You think so? Do you think it makes everything happen? In real estate, it does. Okay, so I'm not getting... This is not a theology discussion with you. Economics. Right, economics. Enough money... Mo, you like your house? I love my house. You love your house. No, just if someone house. paid you enough, would you move out of your house? They'd have to pay me an unreasonable amount to move. But out. thank you, it can be done. Unreasonable. But, but one day is, you wake up and unreasonable equity is there. Sometimes that happens. Okay, to you're talking like, about your personal. But life remember, here. if I sell my house and I want to go get a similar house, I'm likely going to have to pay almost as much to buy that next house. So exactly, they say the average person lives in their home for five to seven years. They mm-hmm. say seven years Chicago land, Chicago because people move out of condos and stuff. Five years. So I feel like. If you've bought in this most recent boom, you probably are going to be staying put for another few years. I think probably in two years, a lot of people who bought in 2013, 2014 are going to turn around and be sellers. That seven years also is a lot of times, you know, people get engaged, they get married, they move into their first home. They start having kids, their kids get to, you know, four or five, they got to think about schools. Well, shoot, we're going to move to the suburbs. Um, and they make that move. And then at that point, you know, they've moved into that next home. They start planning more kids. Then hopefully the home gets a little bit bigger. Okay. So Seems like let's, lifestyle let's, is what's really big. By the way, move. Sheena, I, I love your name. It's my sister's name, too. Really? I've we're met related. three we're Sheenas, and we're matching today. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. What's we your are. name? Mo. Mo, I'm Sheena. Nice, nice to meet you. Oh, you guys are just meeting now. <laughs> yeah, we've we met are. before. <laughs> Sheena is That's... my girlfriend's name. She is from Naperville. Um, she works in West Chicago. And she recently left Remax to work at... You are so all late. Aside, all kidding aside, though, what, what I was getting at, though, you just said it very good. If someone bought a house from 2012, 13, you know, um, you, they might not have the incentive to move because it hasn't appreciated enough. So let's just take, for example, someone bought that house for $300,000, Okay. And it hasn't gone up more than 20%. So $60,000 in equity might not be enough by the time they pay out their fees and selling costs. And it's not enough for them to sell the house they just recently bought. Well, why don't we talk about that house? If they bought that house in 2012 or 13 for 300000 the house next door that's identical to it, I bet has a mortgage of over three fifty from 2005. That's the problem I'm getting at. Because you still see a lot of people that maybe even modified, did whatever in 08 or 09, and they still have those old loans. See, at some point, money was cheap back then, too, and people were borrowing it and taking – a lot of people were taking out equity and buying multiple properties. Right. So they were leveraged really high. So you still have a lot of people – we're still at an all-time high, well, outside of the actual cra- – the moment of the crash, where equity is tight. You don't have as much equity as you did once in 2001 in houses. I mean, percentage right, of equity. But you're just talking about when people liquidate the investment. But what about moving forward, I, like I, you know, like lifestyle and carrying costs? If you go ahead and buy similar property, like you said, Mo, then it's going to cost you more to carry that's that. That's what so I was exactly. A lot of our baby thinking. boomers are yeah. very comfortable in the space that they're in right now. They don't want a higher mortgage. Yeah. I get what he's saying in a sense because I wanted to sell my condo. I sold it last year, but I wanted to sell it three years prior. But I bought it in 2006. And I realized, you know, I could sell it and I might have to bring some cash to close. And I waited out the market a little bit until it got to where it needed to be. 
But I was also in a circumstance where I could stay put. I was in a small condo. I mean, it was cramped. I had my big dog, my girlfriend, and me living there. But I wasn't ready to not make enough money. Luckily, the real estate market got to a point where I could sell and then buy again. But, you know, I, I also think people have this unrealistic mindset right now that a crash is going to happen. So a lot of people are like, you know what, I don't want to buy something too expensive. And I keep saying it on here. I talk about the doomsday people. They think a crash is going to happen. All markets are going to go happen up. Once, go down. Could happen again. Yeah, That's but the thinking. precursors that the lending um, people had, they don't have it anymore. So right. you, know, you don't have people saying, hey, I got a pulse and a 700 credit score, making up an income and getting whatever loan they want. So it's difficult to get a loan now. So I don't think the precursors for a crash are there. But all markets will go up. They'll come down a little, go up it's again. Always jump. It's going to cool off maybe, but I don't think there's a crash looming. And I think a lot of people, you hear this media, you hear the news saying, oh, my God, we're primed for a crash. We're not. I'm, I'm telling you. That's everybody, a big word. We are not yeah. primed for a crash. Word. That is Slowly that down, is sure. That is ridiculous. We're not going to crash. it's not a Real crash, right? Crash. They always they call it a correction. Well, a um, crash is where, you know, back in 05. We had a crash. Back in 05. Let's say the crash really started in 07. Back in 06, 07, there was plenty of houses for sale and plenty of houses being sold, like, instantly. Everybody was taking part in the real estate game. Even people who had no business taking part in the real estate game were becoming multi-investors of, like, three or four or five properties. But in a situation like now, we're over here, what did we start the show with? Lack of inventory. <laughs> well, when you have very little supply, that equals, demand. that usually increases demand. So for it to crash, there has to be no demand like 2009. Nobody wanted to buy a house because they thought it would be worth less tomorrow. Everyone's trying to buy a house, though. Yeah. So you can't use the word crash. You don't have and there's millions of homes just sitting here parked doing nothing. You have people, you have millions of buyers looking at nothing. It's the total there's opposite. There's just really no inventory. So what are your buyers saying, Tina? What are my buyers saying? They're, <laughs> some of them I've had buyers say, I'm going to move in with you. Like, they're joking. <laughs> so we are real, really. Is that Nick? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Nick. Like, do you have an extra room? They're, like, frustrated, of course. Um, and it's kind of frustrating for us. So we can't. About what's the average that you're you're shopping with these buyers? Usually, it, it don't, it's normally I'm out two three times mm-hmm. at the max. Right now, it's like, gosh, eight times. Like, and out, when you're yeah. saying eight times, can you talk about like timing, like two months, one month, or? Um, it's going over right now. I have someone that's been over six months, and it's just hard to find. And it, when some stuff bleh, pops up, it's not good condition. It's not quality, and everyone right now wants rehab and brand exactly exactly they don't want to put the work into it and i understand that but it's hard to find that and then when that pops up and there are multiple offers could that be another thing that's slowing down the actual inventory you have a situation where most people when they're thinking about selling a house they call one of you guys in right Right. just to at least get a feeler of what you think you could sell it for so you walk in now you know the demand of the marketplace we've heard this over and over again from guests like yourself that the buyer today, whether they're millennial or rel- relatively on the younger side, below 50, they want things ready to go. Yep. They don't want to pull out a hammer or a paint bucket whatsoever. Do you have a lot of people that are entertaining the, side, the, the idea of selling with the right square footage in the right neighborhood and the right room count, but it needs so much work that by the time you guys walk in and tell them, eh, it's going to be about 10 or 15% less than the norm? Exactly. So just, that's yeah, where you what's give them off because yeah. there's a lot of outdated stuff. Yeah, out there I have too. one coming up right now in Broadview, and it was the same conversation. If you, I can show you what you sell the house for if you don't do the updates, and this is what you'll sell it for if you do. Well, everyone doesn't have that money sure. available to do the update. So or spend 50 to add 50 on. Exactly. It doesn't make no sense. Yeah. It doesn't make but sense in this either. case, all she, I mean, all she, it's like eight to 10 grand 
to mm-hmm. make a return of 20. So right. it kind of made sense in this case, but if she didn't have the money, then you're kind of like, you're stuck. What do you do? Do you rent it out a little bit longer and wait till you can have the money to kind of, you want to get the, you know, more bang for your buck. I don't think people are just going to run out and just sell the houses and not make anything off of it. And I think the, from the buyer standpoint, when I talk to a buyer, most buyers, especially first time home buyers, they have their down payment, but then they don't have a ton of money to do the work. So they're thinking mortgage rates are so low. So if I want to get a $50,000 nicer home, it's 200 bucks more a month. I can afford $200 a month, but I don't have $50,000 worth of cash to do this work. Exactly. Right. So yeah. that's the big motivating factor, I think. Not just the, I want a really nice house, but they just don't have the liquid ability to do the work. So they'll just get a bigger loan. I tell people, 10000 bucks on your loan is like 45 bucks. You can tell me it's like forty four hundred seventy seven dollars. Yeah, so you're a hundred grand under fifty bucks for ten thousand dollar larger loan, but you might not have ten thousand dollars worth of cash up front after your down payment. Right. So why wouldn't you wait and just buy the you know the thirty thousand more? I have a situation like that. The was beautiful. The rehab looked beautiful. We had a home inspection, uncovered not so great work, and the husband said, "I will spend seventy thousand more to get what I want than to be going in doing work." And that's the key, though, for buyers as well. Like, this is great advice and your takeaway today is that people get desperate, right, because there's not a ton of inventory. Um, And let's face it, people are not buying properties that need to be rehabbed because there's not a lot of assets, products, products that need, you know, that are distressed or or that need to be rehabbed. Um, There has to be profit margins for them. And there's not a ton of inventory available for investors to buy and flip and put it it on the market. But then you're seeing these half-ass rehabs, right? Mm -hmm. Can we call it that? where people are just really cutting corners and they're putting out these products out there for buyers because our buyers today are not doing the long-term equity. Let's buy it and fix it over time. They want that instant gratification. They want it turnkey and ready for me to move in now because everybody's busy all of a sudden. No one has time to rehab or live through a rehab. So they're going to want something that's turnkey and they're willing to pay a premium. So if you're a seller, your takeaway is that if you're going to put a property on the market, clean it up. You know, put some paint on it. Get it ready, especially in this fourth quarter market. People are thinking, should I take the property off the market and come back in first quarter? The advice here or the takeaway here, would you agree, Sheena, yep. is that you mm-hmm. leave it on the market. You compete and you create value for your buyers exactly. yep. by making sure that you're painting it, touching up some of the distressed areas so that your buyers can find something that they want to move into. Yep. And as we're talking about, there's not enough inventory, so why take it off the market right now? You have a lot of buyers out here looking for your home, so... So you heard it on Market Overdrive. We know exactly what buyers are looking for. They're looking for things that are turnkey and ready for uh, people to move in. And, of course, there's always got to be value into it. And the only way that that's, you know, looked upon in real estate is with price and condition, right? Where am I? You're in the twilight Where am I? Iowa. (laughs) Feels like it, right? It's Naperville. I need a plane to get here or something. (laughs) We should have carpooled. Oh, no. No. Is he a good driver, Carla? <laughs> I wouldn't want to be in a I car. I wouldn't get in a car with no. her. Oh. <laughs> Which one of you is the better driver? Obviously. I me. suck at Have driving. you seen her car? <laughs> oh, she admitted it. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen her car? It's no. got like 50 shades of red. <laughs> I didn't get that. It's not even a it's, joke. Well, your car's red, but it's like burgundy, light red, darker red, like different body shops. Also Magenta. Different. Yeah. Sheena, are you a good driver? I am. I am. 
it is safe for you to ride in my car driver. when we're looking at properties. You I know, think you shouldn't I am say that. Yeah. She needs a driver. I think I'm a good driver. That's all we got right now. You a good driver? <laughs> <laughs> okay, should I answer? She, dri- she drives an electric car. Yeah, I have a Tesla. Uh, yep, I remember yep. that. Yep. Ooh, yep. Look at you, fancy. Oh, kind of. She, she's all about the environment. I am I saving the world. No, give me a 12-cylinder and I'll be happy. No, I mean, you're in your car all the time as realtors. And me, I'm with buyers, so I want right. to drive something that, you know, fuel efficient because there is no fuel so it kind of worked for me so i love being in the car oh and we love you and later today we're again we're here at Stewart title for their grand opening ribbon cutting ceremony and she and i are going to be doing q a's and we're going to talk about what an amazing entrepreneur she is um because she's not just a realtor i mean she she wears a couple hats like mo i mean mo <laughs> attorney oh broker <laughs> you name it ypn incoming President? President. Oh, Let's celebrate that. Yeah. Did you guys know that? I didn't know Mr. that. President. Uh, the world. <laughs> Look yeah. at that. So do, does it mean that we get into all the uh, YPN parties and red carpet? Carla, not Nick. I think, Carla, you get into all the parties no matter what. <laughs> Nick sneaks in. <laughs> Look at that, Nick. Nick sponsors most things. That'll get you in. Yeah. That'll get you in. That, in. that business fine. card. That'll be fine. <laughs> uh, but, Sheena, do share with us because I know a lot of people who are watching our show are also interested maybe in a career in real estate. And I think you've done very well for yourself as a realtor. But also, you own a boutique. Mm-hmm. So, you're a... You're a Definitely an entrepreneur. Yep. So, of course, I'm real estate full-time. And then I'm also president, 2017 president of Women's Council of Realtors, West Suburban Network. So a lot of our events Look and programs that. Cheers are, to you. thank you, yep. passing the torch in two months. So um, I'll be immediate past president. So looking forward for what's going to lie ahead with our network. Um, so, and then I also own a hair extension boutique. It's here in Aurora. It is called Extend Your Styles, and we sell hair extensions to beautiful women who want Ooh, to. Ooh, I can get extensions. Yeah, clip-ins, wet hair. Clip-ins. We do those fun things. Yes. Can you give her lifts as well? <laughs> Wait, you what did you her, say? Can you make her taller? We lifts. can't do that, no. no. You don't do that? If you Just can hair. make anybody taller, I will pay you're anything. In? Okay, I'm in. I need to work on that business. Who cares? I mean, Grocco, does it even affect you? <laughs> he brought, she brought Grocco in. I <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even have to put any effort into this one. <laughs> she brought him in. I mean, because we're all like around the same height. Like, I'm just a little bit shorter yeah, than okay, you, Nick. So okay, I don't appreciate okay, the short okay. girl jokes. Okay. Besides, my mom said that the best perfumes come in little bottles. So yeah. it's the essence yeah, of. Are you me. sure people have these little best things come in small bottles? You packages. act like you're so yeah, tall, Nick. I'm not. I'm average. D-Dub, I mean, DZ, what's your height? Yeah, get him over here to stand next to Nick Six and make four. him feel little. <laughs> Just the D's, I get confused. Too many D's in your life, girl. <laughs> DZ. <laughs> what happens when you got that many D's in your life? Oh what do you gosh. mean? <laughs> there's know, there's right? no, That's like, that. cough button, so you can't stop, you can't D. stop him. D something. <laughs> D. Um. D Nick. Oh, no. No. All righty. Oh, wow. So look at us. We are in. Cruising. We have other people waiting There's there. a lot of people out there. Of people I wish we could pan the cameras. We can't get an angle out there. It's the craziness. Yeah, there's commotion out there. Commotion people are talking there. on the phone. They're drinking. They're Some drinking. guy's got an actual bottle in his show. hand. He's, he's actually got the full bottle in his hand. <laughs> It'd be funny to get um, <laughs> Carmen in here because she's always super excited. Yeah. Um, but why don't we do the Nitro question with Sheena? I want to hear you do this. Um, <laughs> you know, the nitro question, I don't know if it's going to work on a day like today. We have a problem with, because we, we rotated. Typically, we 
drop the question in the beginning of the show and then oh, which would happen with it. the first I wanna guest. Ask, I, wanna, I want you to ask. Well, why don't, why don't you go ahead and I ask, don't ask your question? <laughs> oh, you don't have one. What is it, first of it's all? It's an embarrassing question. It's not oh, an embarrassing uh, uh, question. Brace yourself. I'd have to, uh, like, you know, let's continue on. And let, me, give me, <laughs> let me think give me about that. I you got Mike spot. over there with, uh, what is that, ice buckets? Where's my I think we're having a, more champagne for Carla, cutting me off? I think we blew the mic nitro question. We haven't even gotten any yet. More bubbly, please. Yes, for everybody. Carla. <laughs> so Carla. obviously this is kind of a free-for-all show there's no de- definite topic we're just kind of winging it and going you know as we're bringing people in here but um outlook is always something everybody wants to get an opinion on what do you think next year is going to look like or going into this winter and going into the next spring um what you got i guess that could be your nitro question too Ooh, no that's no come really. on make that ni- nitro question nitro fun <laughs> okay that's not fun um i think i'm hoping that there's going to be more inventory than there is now maybe people will listen to you nick and get off their ass and say nobody listens to nick so i'm hoping that that's the case um for me personally i want to shift my business to more of listings so i'd work with a lot of buyers i'm in my car a lot so um, but being an entrepreneur, doing all these things that I do, it's kind of hard to be everywhere and do everything. So, that's every realtor says that. Yes. Well, Mo, they you're, wanna, you're a managing broker. So, what are you? What are your? What are you advising? No, she's right. I mean, a buyer and a lister give you the same commission, right. but listings give you leads, give you leverage. That's a Gary Keller thing. And buyers, and I'm sorry, buyers, you, it's more time consuming. You have to get in the car. You have to go out. You have to look at properties. And like Sheena said, people are looking at more properties. It's taking longer. My record, by the way, is 84 properties. I don't know if yours is much higher than what? that. What? No. I have 84 is my record. That's awesome. You showed someone 84 properties. Yeah. Never. Don't you think at 40, you should have considered cutting them loose? <laughs> no. Like, I'm not even 40. Cut them loose. At 20, I'd have no. been like, you're never going to pick a house. No, I mean. It, this is why I don't sell real estate. I've done 40, 50, 60. So I just finance I'm it. trying to go to be a listing agent. You know, sometimes yeah. it's not even a, a, the amount of properties that you show. I don't think I've ever shown somebody 84, 84. properties. 84, <laughs> man. Come on. Like, yeah. you're, really, like, you're standing by that yeah. comment? Yeah. Lawrence That's going to be the title our, of the show. Old, uh, Meet Mo. guest. He'll show you 84. 130 properties. You sold somebody 100. Where do you find Lawrence. 130 properties? There's not even 130 properties for sale in all of Chicago. Wow. Were they all he over found them. He found all of them, and the new ones that came out after <laughs> the other ones closed out. They no, buyers, buyers, brace yourself. Different it's not. Okay. It's not that you're going to be showing all these properties. I think the, the the concern in this market with there not being any inventory, it's the bidding wars, yes. and it's the number of contracts that you have to write for uh, for some people. I mean, some people use the six, what is it, four page contract. I use the multi board, which is thirteen pages, and you have to include all this information. So you're writing multiple contracts uh, for people because they're just not that many opportunities i've had that kind of issue but i don't drive people around my clients pretty much know what they want yeah you know it's it's a big life decision and sometimes you have two people i mean in my circumstance it was two people who were at odds and ends about what they wanted we looked at different neighborhoods and i was happy to help them and it was a lot of showings but it didn't upset me that much i've had a lot of 40 and 50 showings and by the way the multi-board versus the uh, four-page contract you're hearing this from the real estate attorney the multi-board is the better contract. Use the multi-board. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and second that opinion because I hate it when realtors send me the four-page because it doesn't include all the stipulations on it. Then we got to get a writer for this and a writer for that. So if you're working with someone, make sure that you're requesting the best oh, yeah. contract. Sorry, car. The, yeah, the 13. Yeah, right. So I'm like, out here, we only use. Oh, yes, because in the suburbs, you guys use the multi-board. multi-board. Yep. And in the city, a lot of agents like to use the fast four-page contract, and then they have to add all these addendums uh, to it. And it's the fifth page is just a bunch of 
stuff Language. crammed it in like two font. It's yeah. not necessarily that much shorter. You just crammed a page full of two font, and it's it's not as good of a real estate contract. The six the six point one the multi board is a better contract. Not at all. But I hope that we've given Nick some time to think about the nitro question because we are on location today. We're at Stewart Title, first time in a Fine, year. I'll give you a nitro that question. That we've been out on about Gina. on location. Uh-oh. Here it is. Uh oh. We need to know. Yep. You deal with a lot of buyers. Yes. And I'm assuming a lot of first time home buyers. Yes. <laughs> so a lot of people with very little experience in the whole process. Mostly couples. Mm, no. Really? Okay. Well, we want we want you to give us the most awkward moment you had between a set of buyers going through a process. We'll give you a few minutes for that, but like where maybe it was a husband oh, and no, wife or just a recent. boyfriend girlfriend yeah. or just a couple it was a single, regardless. It was a single woman with kids, a single mom. Okay. And uh showed oh, her. Oh, she's going to answer right away. All yeah, right, cool. Yeah. Let's I'm, do it. I have a lot of these. So we, we I was showing one. her a property and they kind of faced each other. Like if you looked across, you could see your neighbors. Um and it was like a walkway, a courtyard in between. And she said, I cannot buy this house. because." And I said, why? I'm like, it's perfect. Everything you wanted in this house has kitchen. She said, because I walk around naked and I can't do that here. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Yep. And she said, and I don't use curtains at all. Did you find her a house? I did. Where does she live? <laughs> I will not tell you. <laughs> That's the second Wait, I want. I have a nitro question for Sheena. <laughs> Sheena, you you're two. single, right? You get, yes. what, what, this is not like a nitro game. <laughs> it's a one question. I don't have a question. It's, I don't want to You talk can't about use the, market, the nitro button. Location. It's over. Nitro. <laughs> anyway, um, you're single, right? Yep, I am. Uh, and so you're available, and you're taking away my liquor. <laughs> <laughs> Did you, have you ever dated any of your clients? Never. What? That's not a nitro question. That's a personal question, Mama D. This is Sheena Baker. I can ask Did her whatever you can't I want. Ask personal That's my girl. Why not? I'm transparent. No, oh, I'm yeah, transparent. What if uh, uh, we want to have somebody work with her and be a buyer and that wants to hang out with Sheena? What's that being a hater? This is the Market Overdrive <laughs> dating <laughs> show <laughs> coming to you from Naperville. location, so it doesn't Carla. really matter. Listen, You're welcome, it's, love. It's hard to meet men. Period. See, I know. So I appreciate it. What you talking about? <laughs> this this entire relationship we've had the whole time. <laughs> As you said that, like seven men standing outside looked into buying a house. Room. I'm buying a house. They are all now. Yeah, you're buying it in Naperville. What's Chicago Naperville? I'll buy anything you got around here. Steve, you guys Carla, are about to send her anything. out there <laughs> right, to the, the lion's den. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Well, we picked you picked up a new buyer. Great. <laughs> Nick's available. Good commission. Good I don't know about that. He's going to make you show him 130 properties before he commits. No, this is why I decided to become a loan officer. <laughs> I'll just sit back. You go ahead and shop all you want, buddy. Smart. Call me when you find one. I'll finance it. <laughs> I love it. But let's go back into that advice that you give your um, your realtors, Mo, because I know you're a managing broker at your office. Um, you're asking people to, to, to focus on the listings because we need to generate inventory for our clients? No, not necessarily. I mean, I think there's a natural progression. Most agents start off as buyer's agents, and naturally they will progress into a more listing-heavy broker it's hard to be a listing agent from go but as you become a listing agent you're able to cover more business with less time consumed so obviously a listing gives you the opportunity to grow your business with less effort but uh, most agents will be naturally buyers agents before they are listing agents it's kind of like working your way up as a rookie would you consider it that everybody starts a buyer's agent nobody starts a listing agent it's listen 
real estate's the game of trust. It takes a while for somebody to trust that you know what you're doing in real estate. Whether it be six months, 12 months, 18 months, it varies depending on the person. Selling a home is a bigger financial bullet because you're actually paying. You're paying the commission. The buyer doesn't pay the realtors in Illinois. So they can so pay whoever they want. It's, it's not that they don't trust their buyer's agent. I think there's a heightened level of trust with a seller than there is with a buyer. So it takes a while for you to establish that trust with your sphere of influence, your Met database, whatever you know your coach calls it. And also you have to have a portfolio, right? Like what have you sold and how were you able to strategic, strategic sell it and come up with a price? Because you'll find that as a seller, you know, you'll, you'll have realtors come in and pitch a price for you and do a market analysis for you. If that person gets your market analysis incorrect, you're going to be on the market for a very long time. And then your property is going to sit on the market and people are going to wonder what's wrong with it when, you know, from the beginning, the pricing was just not the right price for your property. And so the more tenure realtor is going to be able to understand that because they've sold a neighbor's property. They've yep. sold the property, you know, the next block over. So they know exactly what the market's dictating for that specific area. So I always say hire a realtor that has sold in that area. It also works with the brokerage that has some, some control in that marketplace because then they can send, you know, one buyer from one listing to the other. So it optimizes the um you know the profitability on your on, on your sale. So and it Sheena, takes, it takes uh, agents, new agents, a while to build confidence. So you have to have some confidence to walk into these listing appointments. Um, and that not everyone you don't get that when you just start. Love it. It's been a pleasure to hang out with you, you and too. share the mic with you. Love you as always. Love you too. Um, Love you guys too. Love Good you too. Luck. If somebody <laughs> wanted to get a hold of you, where can we find you? She Sheena is S H E E N A sales S E L L S dot com. We should just ask. Uh, you know, Nick, your information. What's her I information? Know. I have her address. <laughs> Did you type it? Did that do it? Her last seven locations. We, uh, we're going to need Grocco to. Just check in on you. That's all. Nothing important. We're going to need Grocco to personally escort her out there so I she know, doesn't get right. hot. So Thanks, Carla. Grocco's going to have to be her bodyguard. Oh, wait. Now. I wanted to thank you guys live on the air. I won the Bulls tickets at the last grand opening for Stewart Title. So, yeah. Yeah. And we are going to be giving out some more Bulls tickets this, this afternoon. So maybe you'll, you know, maybe you'll win them again. I don't know. I'm taking a hot girlfriend. So it'll be two of us out there. Oh, oh really? Look what at seats that. are you in? <laughs> I don't know. Grocco sent them to me. Oh, is it next to my seats? <laughs> Perfect. Oh, my God. He is a hot mess today. Well, thank See, you guys for having me Can we please stop giving him bubbles like no more? No more. I haven't had any. This is who I really am. This is you. This yes. is just you being crazy. Okay, yes. I love it. Mo, see, lots of great energy here. You think we'd have this much fun when we're on location? We always have a lot of fun, but this is a newfound energy. This is awesome. And this guy who's sitting in, I came in a suit and wanted to be the most fashionable guy in the room, and then he just... He just outdid me. Oh, look at that. Look at that. Swag- <laughs> Outswagging. Man, he did. He did. But I do love the tie, though. Thank That's you. That's pretty cool. And who do we have? It's Pete. We're just getting guests to come in and out. We are just getting guests. I just got disconnected here somehow. Something's wrong. I think um, if technical I'm still the only one live, we're having technical difficulties. Something went wrong. Uh-oh. Everybody shut down? Yeah, so I think we just had some technical difficulties because somebody had too much champagne and stumbled over all the wires. Mm-hmm. I wish you guys could see how many wires mm-hmm. are on this table. Mm-hmm. We, uh, so nothing's happening? Can they hear us? Oh, they can hear us. Oh, they can hear us? <laughs> oh, we're rolling again? They're like, keep cool. going. All right, so we have Alex Corona, broker with uh, Corona Realty. You're our broker owner. Definitely. Corona Realty Group, Blue Island, Illinois. Blue Island? Where yes. is that? Oh, wait, I've been to Blue Island, 123rd and Western. 
That's right. What? Area. I used to roll out that way when I was living in Tinley Park. Tinley Blue Park? Island. Yeah, I used to live in Tinley Park for a little while. Your kind in so Tinley we would Park. hang out over in like Crestwood, Blue Island, that whole... Blue thing. Island. Yeah, How are you, Jed? Well, welcome to Market Overdrive. Thank you so much for having me. Very excited to be here. Of course. So can you tell us a little bit about what's happening in your market? We're on fire over in Blue Island. Um, the market is very hot. Houses are going up, and we're making all the money. Do you guys have a lot of inventory? <laughs> we do have a lot of inventory. See? Everybody should just move to Blue Island. Do a lot, and uh, they're not lasting long. They're not? No, not at all. So do you still have, what's your affordability index in Blue Island? Because I find it that there's a lot of homes for people who are looking for value and, you know, first-time buyers, great price point. I bring everyone to Blue Island. You get the most house for your money in Blue Island. You get a lot of home. His last name is also Corona, so that sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> sure does. Definitely grew up uh, with a lot of jokes. Oh, don't do that. Anyway, so what would you say is like the average? If somebody wanted to buy a three-bedroom, two-bath home in your area, what could uh, what could we get for that price point in with for a you know first time buyer? Be about one hundred fifty thousand. Wow, look at that! Three bedroom, two bath, one hundred fifty thousand. It's cool to leave their studios, right? Because we get to talk to agents who are practicing all over the city, all over Illinois, and I mean, one hundred fifty for a single family house in it, what condition would that be? That'd be fully rehabbed. No way. Yes. Wow. Shut up. Fully rehabbed? Mm-hmm. We're moving. We're moving to, everybody's <laughs> moving to. And what about taxes? Taxes are low. Taxes are low still in Blue Island. Which, which is funny because actually one of my clients who, um, shout out to Jose Luis, he works at the Clybourne Express over in Lincoln Park um, near my office. And he's actually made two purchases um, for cash, right? He bought $90,000 $90, homes and he's fixed them and it's renting them. So find uh, lots of opportunities in Blue Island as well. So kudos to you for, for representing buyers out there. That's going to be my next question is, are the rental rates really good? So you're buying a renovated place, 150000 bucks. Can you get good rental rates out there? The rental is definitely high in Blue Island also. Great for investors. So if you guys are listening, give him a call because a mortgage on $150,000, I mean, you'll put 25% down, is going to be close to nothing. So if you're getting good rental rates, what damn, nothing cheap. Mean? damn cheap. Damn <laughs> cheap. What does nothing mean? 500 bucks after you put 25% down, five five. It sounded like, ta- he said taxes are great, so it sounded like under $1,000 for sure. Easy. Yeah, taxes, insurance, the whole nine yards, yeah. Great opportunities. My ears like, what, what, what? Yeah. Definitely buy a house for less than 1000 No doubt about it. I wow. love it. That's great. And it'll rent out for more than a Can't get a parking no spot in New York it. for under $1,000. See, so why are people moving to Indiana? Not that there's nothing wrong with Indiana because we had friends in Indiana. But a lot of people want to move to Indiana because of, you know, what they can get for their money. So we are also licensed in Indiana. Oh, look at you. So there you go. (laughs) All of my investors have now left me and they're calling him immediately. (laughs) See you later, buddy. uh, Lawrence is listening to this show. He's taking his business from Pilsen and is moving all the way to Blue Island. But listen, I mean... To be able to get a renovated home at 150000 bucks that you can rent out and not worry about having to dump money into, because I tell people, listen, you can buy a house at 150000 If it needs a ton of work in the next five to ten years, that kills your capital appreciation over that period of time. Your cash-on-cash return goes down. So if you can buy a renovated home at 150000 rent it out for a profit, that's, uh, that's kick butt. Or I think we could say ass here, right? And last week Let's we missed you because we wanted to give out the, the landlord. Wait, what? All the ass you want, Mo. Okay. I only want one ass. My girlfriend watches this, so. Oh! <laughs> I said you could say it all And you know what? We're going to invite her Genius. to come on our show. She needs to come out and hang out with us so we can meet her. Okay. 
Yes, it's going to be a party. It's a formal invitation. Uh, But last week you were on the show. We did have someone who was a past client of mine who um, bought a multi-unit and um, because she wanted to have the rent cover the mortgage. So this is an opportunity where people can actually buy a home for themselves, live in the city, and then if they wanted to, they can buy rental inventory out in Blue Island and generate rental income because you're saying that it's going to be about $1,000 carrying costs. And then what do you say for a single family will rent like, what, $1,200 for a house? Or? They're about 1300 to $1,500. $1,300 to $1,500, wow. yep. So it's a great formula. My client has definitely applied it, and I think that there's a lot of profitability there. Hi, Nick. You're falling asleep. No, stop I'm, yawning. I'm Sheena leaves, and then you stop. I'm reading. You're reading. Bob Coyne from WGN said, Hi, guys. Wow, Blue Island has great investment potential. Also, Chicago was just named one of the safest cities in the world, a report put out by the Economist Intelligence Unit. Economic Intelligence Unit. Wow, look at that. See, and you guys are always worried because I'm running around um, in the mornings by myself. and it's. I have never worried. Krakow worries. He Krak's- worries. I don't worry. He's always, oh, tomorrow is what, Friday the? 13th. The 13th. Oh. I actually had a client tell me they will not close tomorrow because it's Friday <laughs> the 13th. And I'm like, do you I've still had believe in the client, buggy man? I've had some foreign clients that won't close, that only want to close on days with an 8 in it. So wow. the 8th, the 18th, the 28th. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Good luck with that one. I'm like, what? Why? And yeah, that was it. Huh. Yeah. I never heard the Friday the 13th. That was the first for me. <laughs> well. Makes a little bit of sense. Makes my life easier tomorrow. So, it's an hour. I don't know what we're still doing here, but, you know, I don't know if we can really put another guest on. We're at the hour mark. We good with that? We're going to stay forever. We're, we're stay never forever. leaving Naperville. We're not going anywhere. It's a party it's, uh, in Naperville. No, let's close it up. This is it. So, go do ahead. Close it up. No, you do your thing. No, you do it. All at right, least you guys right. can pronounce his last name, unlike our first oh. guest. <laughs> yeah, right? Alex, what's a good number to get a hold of you and, and or Corona hey, Realty? My <laughs> number's open 24-7, 708-925-2352. Very good. Uh, and that's Corona Real Estate Group, Realty Group out in Blue Island on, at 13017 Western Avenue. Very good stuff. So this show will be available for everybody if they want to jump on to the Facebook account forward slash Market Overdrive. Or, of course, you can always get our shows at the WGN Radio Sorry. Podcast. Subscribe to it, download it, have fun with it, and last but not least, YouTube will always have our show as well. Every Thursday, 2 p.m. Do we know our guest for next week yet? Uh, yes, it's a secret, but it's somebody... It's a secret, but we'll let you know on Friday. Or Monday. Or Monday, yeah. We'll let you know it's on Monday. It's a return of the back kind of situation here. Oh. Original Mod Squad. Okay. Well, Monday we'll put out an announcement of who's going to be on our show next Thursday. So, uh, once again, thanks for listening. We'll see you all next Thursday at 2 p.m. And thanks. let's thank our Stuart Title uh, friends for inviting us to come out. And it's been a pleasure. Mo. Thanks, Stuart Title. <laughs> Say hello. <laughs> Goodbye.